0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 5.53 a.m. East Coast time. It is Tuesday, November 5th, and we're going to break down a six-game NBA slate on DraftKings and Fantasy draft. Today. Hopefully you all had a fantastic weekend. Hopefully you all had a good Monday. Can't wait to start off this slate. And before we get into it, welcome to the channel. If you are new here and to this podcast, if you're listening on the audio version, how those ears doing. My name is Sal Vecchia. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB Street. So NFL content will be going out all week long here on this YouTube channel for free, totally free, and as well as the NBA videos. We've made a video every single day for the NBA. The goal is for and videos to come out every single day, whether it's Christmas, no matter what, every single day. So that's my goal for the NBA season. So far, we've stuck to it. If you appreciate this content, got any value from it, or if you're a first-time viewer or listener and you get value from this, really appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button. We should hit 15,000 subscribers probably by the end of the week, come Friday, if not sooner. So I do appreciate that so much. Honestly, that's incredible. So thank you all so much. If you're listening on the audio version, or if you're listening on the video, you can go down to the description, find the audio podcast. You can leave a five-star rate and review. You will be entered into a contest to, for one of three people being announced on Saturday to win a fantasy draft ticket, usually $25 value into their main event contest, which is usually multiple thousands or tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousand of dollars Two first first contest on Sunday for the NFL. So those are some of the things you could do. Again, exclusive content linked up down below my NBA projections, player projections and model, as well as a target offense sheet for the NBA linked down below on Patreon, as well as about 25 hours of work, if not more, of just podcast shows, my data, my game-by-game notes, a ton of stuff that I put in, every single thing I use for the NFL. And it's also linked up down below over on the Patreon with my social media accounts. You can follow me on all those social media accounts. Lastly, before we get into this video, I do want to let you know that Fantasy Draft, they do revolutionize the way that you do play fantasy, fantasy, uh, daily fantasy sports. Um, So pretty much Fantasy Draft is awesome. Uh, They have great contests. I like the way that they structure their NBA contests. Again, I'll be posting the listener League link up down below, so be sure to hop in there. We put it at like 25 people. Um, I think I promoted it pretty poorly uh, just because the link I didn't get it up quick enough. I just didn't get it quick enough. But um, I think there's only like half the people filled, so they're probably going to make that smaller. But if you do want to get in there, please join up in there. We're going to be playing over on Fantasy Draft in the Listener League. It's, it's a ton of fun over there. Pretty much, you just if you can make an Excel sheet and you can track your formulas or track your bankroll, you will show and see that you lose a lot less money when you lose playing Fantasy Draft. And even when you win, you lose a lot less money. So hmm, you're losing less money. By playing on Fantasy Draft, yes. And why? Because, well, they're not taking 15% of your money every single contest you play in. And you might not notice that if you're not tracking your bankroll. But that's what's happening on sites like FanDuel and DraftKings. Obviously, FanDuel and DraftKings have bigger prize pools because they're bigger sites. And they have a huge marketing budget to be attracting more people. Um, But at the end of the day, you personally are losing more money playing there. So, yes, Fantasy Draft is somewhere where I'm getting my action down uh, more and more every single week, especially in the NFL with some of the contests they have. So, that is it. Let's roll the plugs. Hit the description down below for anything else, free strategy guides, and hit the subscribe button before we get into this. So here we go. Injury dashboard. Trey Young, Atlanta. We'll start there. We'll start alphabetical order on these injuries. We'll get into the target offense sheet, look at some matchups, and then we'll get into my early interests. If you're new here, that's the routine. Hope you have a good time. Sit back, enjoy. Trey Young, Atlanta versus Sacramento today. He's ninety-two hundred dollars on DraftKings. He's sixteen thousand seven hundred dollars on Fantasy ref and he's questionable with an ankle injury. He's going to impact DeAndre Bembry. He's going to imba- impact Cam Reddish and to just take the ball and usage from those guys completely. we will be go back. We'll go back to being the backup point guard here. And he practiced on Monday and felt great, Trey Young. I imagine he plays. This is just a questionable tag that probably leans more towards probable. So Jalen Brown for Boston. uh, He's going to be going up against Cleveland, but he's personally not. His team is in Boston. Uh, His status hes going to be out today with an illness. Some illness. They have not released what it really is yet, but... Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, and Jason Tatum will benefit the most from it. He did not travel with the team, and his did practice in full on Monday. Apparently, I guess "quote unquote" full. Well, we don't really know to the extent exactly. But all they said, reported, was full. But he's still doubtful with the knee injury, so must have not have gone well. Daniel Tyson, Robert Williams uh, are expected to take over for him. Uh, for Cleveland, uh, you're going to have one only one thing here: no injury, a suspension of Kevin Porter Jr., who plays about 18 minutes per game. It's just going to be more minutes for guys like Brandon Knight, Matthew Delvadova, Jordan Clarkson, yeah, because he touched an official in the last game. Don't know the extent of it, but he's suspended. Going into Denver now, you have Will Barton, who is questionable. He was a limited participant on Monday with this toe injury. If he's out, Torrey Craig stands to benefit the most. Um, then you have Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, MPG. All those players will get minutes. Will Barton is in, in a pretty good spot at that price point. $4,800 on DraftKings and $9,300 on Fantasy Draft. For Indy, the bigs are still injured. You have Demontis Sabonis, who is listed as questionable. He traveled with the team. He leans really questionable right now. We don't know if he's going to lean towards probable or doubtful. They're just saying that he traveled with the team. They'll make a decision. It's going to affect TJ Leaf. Probably directly, and also, um, we'll see if I pronounce this right, Goga Bitsda, 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 Terrible. Okay, but anyways, that's who is going to be affecting the backup bigs pretty much there. Miles Turner is doubtful with an ankle injury. They said it's a long shot to play. Same players get impacted if Turner's out, including Sabonis would be impacted if he's playing. You could probably also throw Malcolm Brogdon into this bucket for Sabonis and Turner. Uh, He's obviously not a big, he is a guard, a point guard for this team, point guard slash shooting guard. So uh, he's going to see way more usage with both DeBontis, Sabonis, and Miles Turner off the court this season for a very limited sample of like 32 minutes. um, You have a 1.15 fantasy point per minute producer Malcolm Brogdon, and honestly, that might be lower um, than what it can get to. It might be a little bit higher even with Jeremy Lamb coming back it's kind of capped it a little bit lamb averaging one fantasy point per minute with both those players off the court so very good production for both lamb uh, and brogdon and and impacts if indeed Zabonis will miss as well doug mcdermott for indy he's questionable with a foot injury nothing major here but mcdermott is actually playing 17.7 minutes per game so it'll just help the rotational forwards and shooting guards a little bit mainly the forwards of justin holiday who's a shooting guard small forward tj warren should potentially even see his minutes stabilize higher than they already are 36 to 38 and then tj leaf McDermott popped up on the injury report Monday night Rajon Rondo for the Lakers has been ruled out just going to continue to help Quinn cook for backup minutes Alex Caruso rotational minutes LeBron James will continue to be the point guard Um, I guess quotes on the point guard right he'll he'll just be running uh, the offense as he usually does um Avery Bradley has listed as questionable with a leg injury. He did not practice on Monday. This is this is somewhat impactful. If Bradley misses, he's been averaging right around twenty eight minutes per game. It gives KCP more minutes, it gives Alex Crusoe more minutes, it probably gives a little bit of a bump to Danny Green stabilized minutes into the low to mid thirties. Uh, so I think it'll help KCP the most. The problem is you have Danny Green going to be taking shots. You have, obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis as usage hogs on this team. And now you have a healthy, and he's probable for this game as well, Kyle Kuzma back. So, really, even if you get a cheap KCP or Alex Crusoe entering maybe the starting lineup, it's just really tough to see that actually paying off for you. Just usage-wise, their point minute production is going to be somewhere like around 0.55 or 06 really hard to see an upside there. For Miami, Justice Winslow continues to be questionable with his back injury. It will continue to affect all the guards pretty much. Tyler Hero, Goran Drogix, Kendrick Nunn, Deion Waiters. I don't believe he played in the first game he was available to be back. So maybe it affects him if he actually sees the rotation. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable. This is the first time he's missed the last four games. First time that they um, have optimism around his return. If he doesn't play, Myers Leonard and Duncan Robinson should continue to see um, both starting and rotational minutes, heavy rotational minutes. Steven Adams, he was a full participant on Monday, but he still listed as questionable with this knee injury. If he's out, he's 5800 a pretty good price, 5800 on DraftKings, 11700 on Fantasy Draft. Brutal matchup, though, against um, Orlando and Nikola Vucevic but uh Nerlens Noel would stand to benefit of course Nerlens Noel probable for this one after popping up on the injury report somewhat Michael Carter Williams the last one here for Orlando he's averaging 13 minutes per game he's the third string point guard now Markel Foltz started in the last game and then you obviously have DJ Augustine so nothing major but if he does miss there's 13 extra point guard minutes to go around and that probably stabilizes a guy like Markel Foltz to at a minimum of his 25 minutes he saw in the last game if not pushes him somewhere around 28 pushes Augustine somewhere around 20 maybe they pick up Um, shooting guard minutes whatever it might be but if he's out it's going to bump up guys like Marco Fultz and DJ Augustine and the biggest impact will be Fultz if he continues to start it's not huge news for Michael Carter Williams obviously not really in play either way 3100 on DraftKings, 6k in fantasy draft not in play 13 minutes per game but those 13 minutes per game are impactful for what it allows the other guards ahead of him uh, to regain in terms of a floor and ceiling based on those minutes additions so target offense sheet We had a big yikes trying to pronounce that guy's name, Goga. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his first name right. I mean, he's performed well in the two games. Well meaning for what his price point was. The price point has now come up. Um, But he's performed well into the mid-20s on just limited minutes in terms of filling in. So, here we go now. Uh, We're going to look at the target offense sheet. So, looking at this, you do have... Cleveland and Boston to start off, Boston has a 109.5 team implied total, Cleveland with a 104 team implied total, one of the lower ones on the slate, Boston one of the higher ones on the slate, Uh, 109.5 comes in right now as a tie for the third highest on the slate, uh, tied with the Pacers, only teams ahead of them are San Antonio Spurs and Los Angeles Lakers. You have Cleveland with a really good size advantage down low. Uh, Kevin Love, he's in play. He's not on the early interest, but he's in play. He continues to be a very good producer in terms of picking up rebounds. And the price point came down on him. I mean, $8,800, it's still maybe hard to get to if you want to pay up for uh, the likes of LeBron James and or Anthony Davis today. But we'll continue to have a really good matchup against Boston here. There's no more Al Horford. There's not even going to be an Ennis Cantor, who is a terrible defender in his own right. It's going to be Daniel Tice, Robert Williams, and like Gordon Hayward slash Jason Tatum trying to stop Kevin Love. Should be a good spot for him, as well as Tristan Thompson. I have slightly more interest in Tristan Thompson on a high level. And we'll talk about that in a second on the other interests. But he is only center eligible, so he does take up a center spot for you. The good news is today, there's not a ton of pay-up centers. Like you have Anthony Davis, who has power forward eligibility. And then there's there's really no other pay-up centers. You have Nicola... Um, Vucevic in the eighty four hundred dollars range. You have Nikola Jokic in the nine low nine k range. I uh, think it's probably your best pay up center option in terms of there's nobody else above eight k or the high eighty five hundred. So um, it, it's easier to get a guy like Tristan Thompson into your lineups today, in my opinion, because it's just naturally you're not going to have to pay up as much uh, for the center position. Uh, due to some flexibility on the Boston side, yeah, there's a couple of guys that benefit. Marcus Smart will continue to benefit, although his price comes up. Um, Daniel Theis will continue to benefit 4800 although his price comes up in a tough matchup against both of these Cleveland bigs who continue to rebound everything in sight and not allow second chance opportunities against them right now in terms of points in the paint or just offensive rebounds. I think the player who stands out the most is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's price point, though, is coming up to like historical highs, but it makes sense. There's no Jalen Brown out there. His minutes are very stable. into like the 35-plus range, closer to 36. Um, so he's in play for me right now. And then probably Marcus Smart and Daniel Tice's secondary options. Charlotte and Indy, Charlotte a 107 team implied total, Indy a 109.5 team implied total. This game projects to be by far the fastest-paced game on the slate, but it doesn't translate to real-life scoring with a 216.5 uh, team implied total. That said, that is the highest on the slate. So you see a lot of really slow total games today. So highest total on the slate is in this game between Charlotte and Indy. Look, if you're going to tell me it's a big pace-up spot and there's no Miles Turner, he's doubtful, and potentially no DeMontis Sabonis. Look, if Sabonis is in, I'll have interest here uh, for sure. Again, Charlotte, there's nobody stopping him. Cody Zeller's not stopping him. Whoever they want to throw out at the four is not stopping him. Sabonis is definitely in play if Sabonis misses in either way Malcolm Brogdon's a fantastic play here now Malcolm Brogdon um, Charlotte has been decent against point guard so far this season um, And they, but overall Malcolm Brogdon's usage is just going to be through the roof Brogdon's in play for me at that price point a price point that comes down at $600 he's now $8,200 again no Miles Turner potentially no Sabonis Brogdon has been averaging 1.15 fantasy points per minute with those two players off the court this year Jeremy Lamb has the best matchup on the slate in terms of fantasy points allowed uh, to the shooting guard position on this slate. You have Charlotte allowing the most at 45.56 per game. The next closest is Atlanta. So really good matchup for Jeremy Lamb, a guy who should start at the shooting guard position and average one fantasy point per minute with Miles Turner and Sabonis off the court. Uh, so I do prior prioritize probably Malcolm Rogman today. Jeremy Lamb at his price point we'll look at, it, but it's a decent price point as well. If Sabonis comes back, I do like Sabonis, a guy who you can throw into a power forward spot. And he's priced um, cheaper than guys like Kevin Love. And I would take Sabonis over Kevin Love for the price savings. Um, he's he's priced significantly more than a guy like Tristan Thompson. And that's a decision that you start to have to make. Um, but give me Sabonis if he plays and he's healthy playing against Charlotte today, which is a very good matchup for him in his own right. Lots of pieces of Indy stand out to me, as they probably should, since they have a very good team implied total, highest game total, and the highest pace projected on the slate with 114.3 possessions per team. Is projected in this one, two of the fastest-paced teams in the league right now. It's not even close. The next closest team is going to have seven possessions less per team. Uh, so lots of more point opportunities in terms of fantasy for these Indiana Pacers and Charlotte Hornets. On the Charlotte side of it, man, not much I really want to touch here. Like, Indy's defense has been good. It started off pretty poor, like, the first game or two, but now it's been good. Charlotte, um, the biggest piece here, maybe, is you're looking at Terry Rozier and or like a Devonte graham but even then 117 total is not terrible but it's just a spot where i'm not really trying to get to the guards here and then we start to get to the bigs cody zeller his price point seems okay i guess if sabonis is out you like it a little bit more but man charlotte's not the team that i want to prioritize today maybe you try and find a value somewhere but Devonte graham is now priced up to the point where he has to have his good games for it to really pay off again i guess it's a little bit cheaper but not the greatest of spots overall Atlanta versus San Antonio. San Antonio has a 110 team implied total, second highest on the slate. Atlanta, 106.5. Um, this total is right now from looking at it, the exact same overall game total as the Charlotte and Indy, so tied for the highest on the slate. Uh, you had going to also have a nice pace up spot here. This would normally be the fastest pace spot game on a slate, but Charlotte and Indy are projected to be, just be playing at a crazy pace today. Uh, so on the San Antonio side, Lots of underpriced guys. I mean, you have a $6,800 Lamarcus Aldridge, who I get it, has been playing very poorly as of late his last couple of games. But $6,800, I'm going to take that. He's a guy who's always making my list in early interest because he's power forward center, center eligible. He's going to be going up against only Alex Lynn today, who they have been performing a little bit better against centers this year, but not really playing a ton of them. I just like the price point on him. You have DeMar DeRozan at a reduced price point. The problem with DeMar DeRozan is I like his price point. I think he's a fine play today. But DeJounte Murray has been playing on a minutes limit of around 22 to 24 minutes and just bawling out on that minutes limit. And it's really hurting the ceiling of what DeMar DeRozan can do. Now, I have DeJounte Murray, as we'll see in a second on my early interest, listed in red. He's the only player in red because he continues the ball out. Like there's games where he plays 22 minutes and does nothing for you. And he's in the mid twenties, but at his price point now it's come up to 6,700 and he's been scoring 40 plus fantasy points. in like majority of his games that he's played, he's rested for one of these games, but he's only playing 22 or 24 minutes. And now he has a fantastic matchup against Atlanta. The problem for me is if he's going to continue to be on this, like if we find out today that he's not on a minutes limit, yes, go ahead and play him. But the price point is so high now for to pay for just 22 minutes if he's not balling out. And I don't think it's sustainable for a point guard for his nature with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge on his team to continue to average like almost two fantasy points per minute right he's playing 22 minutes and scoring 44 fantasy points um something's got to give there it's not going to continue to happen now the other argument is well he's going to be playing as hard as he wants because you know he's only playing 22 minutes that's true but even then you have to have a lot of things break your way to average two fantasy points per minute i mean this is not anthony davis last season when he was playing 25 minutes per game scoring 50 plus fantasy points a game right so Dejounte Murray is a guy that I really don't want to touch, but he does cap the upside of guys like DeMar DeRozan and even maybe a little bit LaMarcus Aldridge, but I'll still continue to take Aldridge there. I prioritize him the most from San Antonio. Then DeMar DeRozan. Atlanta side, Trey Young's uh, potentially going to be back. Tough matchup for Trey Young, but we know he could beat that at his price point. He's definitely in play in tournaments. Nothing else on Atlanta stands out. John Collins is probable for this one. Alex Lynn is probable as well. But those guys don't stand out all that much with their specific matchups. We'll probably get to the rest of the early interest. I'll just touch on on this game. Chicago and the Lakers. Lakers have the highest implied team total on the slate, 111.25. Projected to play at around a league average pace at 7-point favorites here. Here's a really good team against the worst rebounding team in the league. A really good matchup against the worst rebounding team in the league. Um, yes, I like Anthony Davis here. I like him a lot. He's my favorite play to pay up for. He's only $10,000 somehow. Yes, I like LeBron James here. He's only $9,600 after coming off a back-to-back triple-doubles. I do prefer Anthony Davis to LeBron James, but both of them have fantastic matchups. So that's where I'm at. Anthony Davis 1, LeBron James 2 is my pay up options. That should not really surprise anybody. Anthony Davis probably on a tier of his own. Highest implied team total. Really good environment. Really good matchup. This team just does not... Um, rebound well. But on the opposite side, Chicago also has some good matchups because the Lakers don't rebound all that well either. So Laurie Markkinen at a reduced price point of 6,300 makes sense to me. You get Otto Porter at 4,300. That makes sense to me as a value player that's going to be playing 30 plus minutes today with, with some upside, right? 104.25 team implied total isn't great, um, but it's a nice spot. So Otto Porter makes sense for value. I like Laurie Markkinen as a reduced price point, power forward eligible as well, as he usually plays power forward. And then Zach Levine is interesting at 7,300. He's really just a tournament option. I wouldn't play him in cash. He's so hit or miss, right? He's going to rely purely on scoring. So like, well, not purely, but a far majority. So if he goes for a 30 plus point game here, he's probably going to score you 45 fantasy points or so because he doesn't pick up a ton of peripherals, but he has to be scoring. And this is a spot where... On this slate, it's the second best matchup, only behind San Antonio's matchup for Dejounte Murray against Atlanta. But like without or unlike Dejounte Murray, Zach Levine is not on a minutes limit. So from Chicago, it's Zach Levine, Lori Markin, and Otto Porter. I probably prioritize it. Otto Porter one because of the value, Uh and two, and then Levine three in terms of interest as of right now lakers it's anthony davis one it's lebron james two and really nothing after that like if if you have maybe danny green you can take stabs on in tournaments but if you have because of his price point but if you have even avery bradley out it doesn't really make a a priority of a play for guys like uh, alex caruso and or whoever starts kcp at that point i don't really want any kyle kuzma either seems to still be on maybe a minute's limit but either way the usage is just going to be really hard to get from him Okay, OKC in Orlando, uh, just a gross game. Uh, 204 implied total in this one. Really gross game. Nothing on OKC stands out, to be honest. Like Nerlon's Noel will stand out if he opens up here, if indeed Steven Adams is out. But SGA, I don't want. Chris Paul, I think we can find better options than him. I think he's okay to get to it, the price point, but really tough matchup just nothing from okc stands out across the board brutal matchups a really bad pace they're three and a half point favorites with a 103.75 team implied total as favorites in this one that is the third lowest total in the entire slate or second lowest total on the entire slate um Other side of this, nothing stands out. I mean, maybe you can get to Vooch at his price point if you want. He hasn't been producing. It's a tough matchup, whether Noel or Adams, obviously more so if Adams is in there. Uh, Nothing else on Orlando stands out. Outside of one player, Markel Fultz has a pretty good matchup uh, here. It's the most fantasy points allowed for a position by the Thunder this season. Markel Fultz is $4,000. We talked about if Michael Carter-Williams is out, it's going to give even more of a bump for Markel Fultz, who started last game the first time this season, played 25 minutes. And potentially, if Michael Carter-Williams is out, he maybe plays somewhere closer to 28 minutes, and that four thousand dollars in a decent matchup. Again, it's not the greatest of totals. His team has the lowest team total on the slate at 100.25, but nice spot for Fultz. Lastly, Denver and Miami. Denver side of it. If Will Barton plays, I like him the most. I think you can get to Paul Millsap if, if you at his price point. And then always, 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 if Nikola Jokic is going to be low owned, he's at a cheap price point here. He has been performing very poorly this year. Some games because of foul trouble. Some games because of injury. Or some games because of. Um, blowout in some games because he's just stunk and yes he does look a little bit out of shape and maybe not conditioned. Nikola Jokic is at a cheap enough price point but he does have the toughest matchup on the slate against Miami. They're allowing the least fantasy points on this slate to center position at 49.16. The next closest is allowing 52.71. That is the Orlando Magic. It's a huge drop off those three fantasy points. Three and a half less than anybody else Miami. So Jokic nowhere near a priority for me. Uh, from I prioritize Denver as Will Barton if he plays, and then Paul Millsap. If Will Barton does not play, I really just don't want any of the value. I don't want to be taking stabs on terrible point-per-minute producer Tori Craig, Malik Beasley, whose minutes can either be 28 or, or 13. Um, so Denver it's really just Will Barton. If you need to fit in, lastly, Paul Millsap, I guess it's an okay spot miami side of it lots of interesting spots if duncan robinson continues to play i think he plays a good amount of minutes and the one spot that denver has been struggling to defend is small forward positions and again this is all subjective because um maybe not subjective but skewed is maybe a better word because not a lot of teams play traditional offenses but when you have denver miami playing at and it's really just denver playing at a really slow pace miami playing at a fast pace you will set up more traditional defenses so it does help guys like duncan robinson at a cheap price point if he plays myers leonard is still at a affordable price point producing really well over the last few games those are my main interests on Miami. I think you can get to Bam if you wanted his price point. Tough matchup right against Jokic, Millsap, Plumlee. Um, but you can get to him at that price point. I probably don't get to it as much. Jimmy Butler at a cheap-ish price point of 8100 But you have guys like Malcolm Brogdon at $8,200 and much better matchups without his main producers in Sabonis or Turner on the court. I probably get to Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brogdon over Jimmy Butler there. Uh, if Justice Winslow is out, it opens up some value to the Goran Drogics off the bench, to the Kendrick Nunns um, and those types of players, Tyler Heroes. So maybe I have some more interest in Kendrick Nunn. Again, a brutal matchup, though, going up against Gary Harris and Jamal Murray, two of the better defenders, two of the better um, just overall guards on, on a team that are going to defend opposing guards and really just limit your upside there so uh on miami i really just prioritize it as you get to some value in myers leonard and or duncan robinson if you wish um but not a ton of interest overall and again if derrick jones jr returns today it really just hurts duncan robinson and probably myers leonard as well so early interest, I just kind of went over all of these. I'll lower this a little bit or zoom out if you're watching on the video version. Early interest, uh, it's in alphabetical order. I'll just go through it for the podcast version. Um, so starting at highest salary. And again, hit the subscribe button if you can before you leave this video. Comment down below, who do you think is the best player below $6,000 on this slate? $6,000 or below, who do you think is the best play for pure points, whoever it might be? Let me know down below if you're still watching. If you're listening on the audio version of this podcast, please do. Um, Once it's over, if you can leave a five-star rating review, that helps me out the most. And again, you will be entered into a contest for free entry into Sunday's main event. Anthony Davis, $10,000. We're is. going by price here. So Anthony Davis, LeBron James are interesting to me. Uh, Then it gets into the Kemba Walker and Malcolm Brogdon range. I do prefer Kemba Walker for $8,200 on DraftKings and $14,900 on Fantasy Draft or, or uh, Malcolm Brogdon is 8200 not Kemba Walker, uh, on DraftKings, and then 14900 on Fantasy Draft. I prefer Malcolm Brogdon to Kemba Walker for a reduced price point on both sites. I think that the matchup is pretty good. Kemba's matchup against Cleveland is as good as it gets for a point guard against Colin Sexton and Darius Garland and, and Chetty Osman at the three, if he ever has to get by him in, in transition. But really good matchup for Kemba, really good matchup for Malcolm Brogdon. I, I'll take the price savings and probably overall higher point-per-minute production out of Brogdon today with his main guys out. Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Zach Levine and Tristan Thompson are the four 7k interests that I have. I think I prioritize that probably um, if you can fit him in, Tristan Thompson, one, Jason Tatum, two, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and then Zach Levine. Understand that Zach Levine is a very good tournament play most nights because his range of outcomes is, well, I'll go out there and score 35 real life points and finish with 50 fantasy points. Or I'll go out there and score 20 real life points and finish with 30 fantasy points and not hit value. So um, it's a very wide array, which is what you're looking for in a tournament. Tristan thompson against these boston backup bigs is a really good spot to attack even if ennis canner was in really good spot to attack for him um, those are the four seven k interests my six k interests there's three of them there's DeJount, well DeJounte murray he's not an interest he's in red i don't want to play him at a minute's limit even if he has been producing the other two guys are Jeremy Lamb at 6,100, sees a point-per-minute production without Sabonis or Turner, and then Laurie Markkinen at 6,300 has a really good matchup, and his price point is reducing and just dropping off a cliff. He has not been playing well, but it could be a spot to buy him at the low end. $5,000 just one interest TJ Leaf. He's in yellow. His price point's come up a lot. $5,000 is a lot for this guy. Obviously, don't play him as Sabonis is playing, um, but... Bonus is not playing, it could be a spot where he's just going to get all the usage through the bigs. A 4k range Jordan Clarkson and Will Barton both at 4800. I prefer Barton if he starts and is healthy, otherwise, Clarkson is a decent option. Myers Leonard is at 4500, he's a decent option, especially if Derek Jones Jr. remains out. Um, just more usage to go around in the rotation. Rollins Noel definitely going to be a guy that I get to a ton, probably play a ton if indeed you're going to have Steve Adams out, even in a tough matchup. I think it's worth it at the price point. Otto Porter is probably maybe my favorite value of the slate at 4300 against the Lakers. I mean, he's a guy playing 26.7 minutes per game. You probably see more than that today. And he's a guy that's averaging decent usage right now at 18.4% for what he does at the three. So I like that. Markel Fultz is, a, is probably my favorite guard value as of right now without any injury news. $4,000 on DraftKings, $7,400 is a really good price over on fantasy draft as well. Um, decent overall play, especially if Michael Carter Williams is out. Duncan Robinson's in yellow. And so is a Caldwell Pope I'm going to take off of this list because I don't think Caldwell Pope, even if he does start at 3,400, if he was to start for injured Avery Bradley, um, it's it's not the greatest of spots anyways for him. Duncan Robinson's in yellow at 4,000. If Derek Jones Jr. misses and or Justice Winslow, it's a better spot for Duncan Robinson, especially if he starts again. A couple of pricing discrepancies that I saw here. Um, Where was the main one? Oh, yes. So LaMarcus Aldridge is 6,800 on DraftKings and 12,300 on Fantasy Draft. His teammate, who's playing probably somewhere around Twelve less minutes. I can tell you right now, they're right in front of me. Um, his teammate, who is playing right now, nine less minutes per game than him. in Dejounte Murray, but obviously just absolutely crushing on a permanent basis. Dejounte Murray is a thousand dollars cheaper on DraftKings. Definitely a different position, of course. But just bear with me because there's a lot of utility spots on fantasy draft, and one of them on um, obviously DraftKings. He's one hundred dollars in the mark, or one hundred dollars less than the Lamar- um, Marcus Aldridge on DraftKings. He's three hundred dollars more on fantasy draft. So go get all the Marcus Aldridge shares you can over on fantasy draft, as well as on DraftKings. I like him as well. So that's where I'm at right now. Thank you for tuning into this Video hit the subscribe button before you leave. Follow me on all my social media accounts linked up down below. Hit that five star rating review on the podcast version. Really do appreciate that. We're about to hit 15,000 subscribers. Thank you all so much. I hope these videos continue to be beneficial because then I will continue to do them. Uh, so I appreciate it. Check out my exclusive content linked down below on Patreon. My name is Sal. You already know that. Check out Fantasy Draft and be sure to enter the Listener League. I will post the link later today on Twitter and in this YouTube description. Oh my god, I almost broke my whole phone. Peace out, gang.